welcome to No Page Unturned, the podcast where Christina, Steph, and myself, Josh, go in-depth discussing books, mainly focusing on those written by BIPOC and LGBTQ plus authors. You don't have to read along with us, but be warned, there will be spoilers ahead. Welcome to the final installment of Ooh. Name of All Things coverage for the Chorus of Dragons series. By Jen Lyons. These last chapters were short, which belies their importance. They yeah. are absolutely stuff full of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot. There's like, I know we've talked before about how these first two books are, are really prequel, or not pre backstory yeah. in a lot of way. And so now that we're at the end of this book, like, I want to say in the last 20 pages, all of a sudden you're kicking off, like, big plot items. You've got Volkaroth waking up. You've got Relos Vars, like, fucking everybody over. And, like, there's dragon shit and god shit. And it's like, oh, boy. Oh, wow. I always refer to them as the solo Avenger movies before the... Yes first avenger movie absolutely that I get together. Mm-hmm. yeah no it is a super apt analogy even though that kieran appears in this book a lot mm-hmm. maybe it's more like the second wave of movies <laughs> it's like phase two yeah that maybe like it's iron like, man is in spider-man's movies right so yeah. like kieran shows up or like people we're supposed to know about show up but a probably more apt comparison is the first half of Fellowship, where like the hobbits get together with Aragorn, mm. but it's not quite the full Fellowship le- right. yet. But like, then, like the actual quest doesn't start until the Council. Yeah, and then the end of this book, going to the third book, is when the Fellowship is actually together. Mm. Yeah, that, that works good. better than my tortured Avengers attempt. Look, I like it. But anyway, 57. Anyway. Um, do you think when Cone speaks up here, to when they go their separate ways to go after the cornerstone, is this when he decides? Or is he legit, like, going because... Uh... Hmm. Well, you did mention last time, like, Thurvishar can read minds. Right. So... I think maybe he decides in the moment because otherwise, unless Thurishar was really distracted or he wasn't like actively reading Quone's mind, he would have seen it coming. Right. Okay. Uh, and there's also a moment in this chapter I wanted to ask you guys a question about because someone attacks Tyenso from behind. Yes. Mm-hmm. Was that um, scrolling down to find his name? That was a Dieraman guy, right? Havar? Yeah, Havar, uh, Havar. the Aramaran is, ha- is yeah. how you say his name. Yeah, it was a real bitch move for a bitch. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then jumping just a little bit ahead to chapter 59, it turns out he can do this. Well, he thinks he can do this because of um, there's a a gauge that prevents the emperor from attacking uh, any of the the high nobles. But he doesn't remember that that gauge is gone, because all geishas are gone. Is it specifically a gauge? Yeah, Senere Senere has a note that it it is a (laughs) gauge. Oh man, I love that even more now. Fuck yeah, (laughs) Tayetso. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. And there's a lot of... <laughs> oh, man. There's a lot of, um, like, 
when these chapters begin, like, who is Morioso's brother, and who betrayed uh, Tyanso, and why did Ethanriel say it was a cornerstone when it wasn't? And all that, I just want to point it out, all that gets answered, like, right away, like, within these mm-hmm. next couple chapters, and we're, like, near the end of the book. So that's how detail-oriented Gen Lines is when it comes to these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But first, before she's detail-oriented, she's action-oriented. Mm-hmm. There is a dope-ass battle. Yeah. We talked about it last time when we were happy that the cavalry showed up, and, like, I was still happy, even having had the discussion, being like, we're very skeptical of Imperial military, like, actions and then they brought out a bunch of like laser guided missile launchers like magic yeah yeah and i was just like (laughs) but it's still fantasy because they have orbs yeah orbs (laughs) that's how they control them with orbs and like they like detail like they detail it like it's like uh like a uh like a military action of removing the orbs like it's such a like fantasy thing of removing the orbs from this secret weapon, but the way she describes it, it seems like you know, like a like you're watching a military tactic. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is something they've practiced multiple times, and it's like, take orb, take it out, move to the left, and it's like, mm-hmm. man, yeah, it's it's dope. I forget who has the line, but it, their Janelle is just like agog at what she's seeing when the scorpions launch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I think it's Tyenzo, and she's just like, "You ever wonder why Kerr was able to conquer the entire uh, <laughs> empire? Yeah, this is it." But the, oh no, I think it's Senere because then she also comments, "She's like, but also this wasn't enough to conquer the Mantle, right?" Yeah. So it like it's like, oh dang, what's in the Mantle? Like, what's, and not only yeah. not only didn't didn't they conquer it, they got their asses handed to them. Yeah, damn, they like failed yeah. miserably. <laughs> yeah. And so we, uh, I, I love that the stakes are always uneven, that like, even though you, like, even as the stakes get higher and higher and higher, there's one dragon, no, there's two dragons, no, there's like fucking four <laughs> dragons. Like, there's still these questions of like, whatever is here, it's worse somewhere else. Whatever's on this continent, it's even crazier over on the other continent. Like, yeah, there, there's never, uh, there's never a point where you're like, Okay, well, now they just put five blades on a fucking razor. Who cares? <laughs> and then um, the group of Cone, Kieran, and Thervishar, something I didn't uh, pick up the multiple times I've read this. Kieran asks, um, how are the nightmares treating you? Yeah. At first, I just you know chalk this up to them having all lived through traumatic incidents. But then I remembered... When you're gauged, you can't dream anymore. Yeah. So once Oh, I totally forgot that. They're yeah. all recently ungaged. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So now they're like experiencing what nightmares are for mm-hmm. the first time in a lo- in a while. Mm-hmm. Like I wonder like is it pent up inside of them like you yeah. know they the war curses thing they uh, Conan Thervishar looked into quite a while ago but has it like been just lurking like waiting in their subconscious for them i don't know and they were gay for multiple years like whatever that i think it's like four or five years between you know janelle and (laughs) cone and yor and kieran on the island Mm -hmm. and thervishar he might have been gay since he was a baby yeah Yeah. god 
Can you if, imagine being gay as a baby? Like you wouldn't even understand. Like how do you, like how do you keep a baby from breaking a gay loop? I guess maybe I you just wait don't until tell they're it to do anything, yeah. or you wait until they're older. Maybe like like you know you raise it like your name is Thurvishar, okay, and you just raise <laughs> the kid as like what they think, and then when they show signs of being smart, maybe yeah. gay them. Maybe yeah. Yeah. What'd you guys think of uh, Senere's clever? trail at least in my opinion with the three branches Ooh, i did not see it coming honestly it was a nice like the first time, yeah. yeah it was a nice um it, it was it was well as far as plan and miniature right like yeah. you have so much going on and they're like here are two things this is all you have to worry about it's so fragile you have to protect this branch like everything that's going on and it's it's the same thing with the dragons, like, real as far as, like, there are only these two dragons to worry about, and then he cackles about it later, is like, they never thought I'd use dragons as bait. It's like, there's always a third thing with him, so mm-hmm. I thought it was, right. I thought it was Senerae doing what her master does best. Yeah, yeah. and under the water, when real far, you know, makes his, like, appearance, you know, parting the veil of water like moses and then coming through he's and the, he, he refers to it as a con he's like i've been planning this yeah. con for a long time mm-hmm. and, and maybe centuries yeah and it made me yeah. think like how you know you're not so different you and i we're ellis far and <laughs> uh, kieran yeah because kieran probably has some cons up his sleeve yeah. that he's done uh as a thief and uh, and Senere has a little footnote too about how Janelle is also a lot like Relosvar when um, she like realizes that Janelle has got Ninevis and Dorna like moving throughout the city trying to accomplish things in the middle of the dragon attack. And her, the footnote is something like this: "This she's too much like you. She was using this as an opportunity to move her own people around, and we should have expected it." Yeah, I I appreciated that respect to Janelle because I think it's easy to take her as like the Hulk. Mm. She's mm. just the strongest possible person in a room, but she's yeah. really smart. Yeah, yeah. It is it is crazy to me, and like I think it shows not the desperation, but like maybe the impatience or just like really like strong desire to have all these pieces come together that. Relosvar couldn't wait another 50 years mm-hmm. for it to fail. And maybe that's because the immortals would have done something by then. But the idea that like he planned for over 300 years to save 50 years. Mm-hmm. And he's a man who's thousands and thousands of years old. So like 50 years is nothing to him. Right. I think it really speaks to how badly he needed this to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a plan that you put into motion if you're if you have literally any other plans yeah. like i know what i'll do i'll get a crazy dragon and then i'll get another crazy dragon yeah yeah but let's talk about crazy yeah. dragons man moros is terrifying I'm, yeah he and is hilarious scary. yeah he's yeah, like he's, <laughs> he's he's loving this it's delightful he's, he's the barbarian dragon <laughs> yes <laughs> he's just like smash <laughs> yeah Come join me. We're having fun. Yeah, <laughs> truly. Yeah, when all the the scorpion barrels hit him, and he's like, "Aha, a challenge!" 
Yeah, he's very, uh, not not to uh, beat this Avengers dead horse and metaphor into the ground, but he's definitely Thor. He just, like, throws a city <laughs> down and he's like, another! Yes, yes, absolutely. I like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also he wants to fight his brother. Yeah. Right. So there you go. And, <laughs> yeah. And it's Janelle that, like, starts to put together the, like, all the mm. pieces. First about Senere betraying... And about whatever Kieran is about to smash not being the cornerstone. And then finally that um that not all the dragons are related to the eight immortals by children and realizing mm-hmm. that, oh, there was an eight immortal that lived in the city, it was Corrid. And then she yeah. I love that she uh prays to Corrid and then he's just like Here I am overhead. Right yeah, I, I was wondering actually a little bit. Do you think Janelle is an angel of Korid? Or just like a devotee? Because she refers to him as like, my god. Mm. Uh, she prays to him and he instantly answers. We see bits and pieces, especially like in her time in Yor, where she specifically references Korid. Um, I'm not sure. I I would say yes, except I wonder if you have to consciously consent to it. Yeah, I don't know. It it seems Probably. like it's possible. He's like, definitely watching out for her. She could yeah. be like on her, uh, like on her, like this was the like uh, maybe on her way to becoming an angel's court. Mm-hmm. But I know that there's a connection between yeah angels and their eight immortal that is discussed in later books. It's also yeah. a question of whether she can be, since Ty is her direct mother. Yeah. Yeah, and like, that shows that she's part demon. That yeah. also, so a lot of complicating factors. She's a real mixed bag, Arjunelle. <laughs> yeah, but like I, I do appreciate that. So we still don't exactly know what the sphere is, and we still don't exactly know what Korad's deal is. Um, but Korad, Koraval, and Koravish, right? Like, There's something here. Right? There has to be. Yeah, although it's like Javon refers to it as her spear, and she's Corvation. So, like, did she bring it? Maybe. Is it just because she's? I don't know if it's just because she hung out in the caves with it for so long. Yeah, yeah. But now that but you've maybe. made that connection, now I wonder. That's a good point. Yeah, and I don't like, know. Her father was a swordsmith or something. Maybe her dad made Corval. But, maybe not. But Thane refers know. to the spear as belonging to an old friend. Mm. it's probably older maybe her dad didn't make it but maybe they had some we care a lot about a spear that immediately gets broken yes i was sad about that i I like (laughs) i like spears i think it's uh stormlight archives that made me really Mm. appreciate spears and like you know swords and axes are in games a lot but you don't see a lot of spears it's true i i have to point out a possible plot hole Mm-hmm. Um. So Janelle has a confrontation with her father about taking action, and he's like, "Sometimes you know you lose people," and she's like, "I'm not willing to accept that." And he goes, "You're stubborn, just like your brother." And she's like, "I have a brother," but in the beginning of the book, we know that both Cone and Janelle have read. Uh, Thervishar's manuscript about Ki- the oh, events yeah. with Kieran in the first book. So how did she not know about mm-hmm. Jareth along with 
his other children. Hmm. What point? At what point did they read the book? Because it couldn't have. Because the book would have. Thurvishar's book would only have been finished within the last three days. And she's been sitting in the tavern, not reading the book and flirting with Kieran. But they knew did about they... the events of uh, Gadrith and Athanriel and. Unless just Cone read it and didn't mention that part. Maybe. It could be because Cone was studying magic in Shadrach Gore, and mm. and Thervishar went to Shadrach Gore to write the manuscript. Yeah. That's how he got it out that so could fast. Be it, yeah, Cone yeah, might know about it, but not Janelle. But yeah. also maybe yeah, I don't know. I'd have to go look exactly to see who knows. Yeah. This is another. I can never keep straight who knows what when in these books because when is very nebulous. Because, like, Kieran is, like, in the beginning of the book, he's, like, upset about the hell march that has unleashed in the capital. And Janelle is saying, like, oh, that's not your fault. And they she details about the, you know, Gadrith and the events. But then she doesn't know about her brother and, you know, all the other Milagrees that Kieran Maybe met. she got a Cliff's Notes version. Maybe. Oh. Yeah. And there's also one of the last one of the last like centenary, you know, you know, beginning of the chapter footnotes. Uh where she, you know, three days ago Oh no, it's fifty nine. Uh Senere sa- uh, says that um the Emperor was with them in the bar the whole time. She goes, three days since everyone in a busy tavern failed to notice the emperor among them. So I wonder how long Tienso was there in the bar. No, that's um, that's Sandus. Remember Sandus came to visit them in the bar? He met up with them? Like, Tienso, this was when Tienso was doing her water glass scrying, and then Kieran and oh, Sandus. And, oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Okay, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, two emperors, technically. but Although I do appreciate that Tanzo is like, am I emperor also? Am I empress? Yeah. I don't care. Oh yeah, and she's like, three days ago, I couldn't open portals at all. Yeah. This crown is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Oh, yes. Yeah, she has she has some excellent battle strategy as well mm-hmm. when the scorpions are awesome and then immediately fail to do anything useful yeah she's yeah like, she does i the... know magnets yeah, yeah yeah it's cool it's very and then clever. fucking have our Diarman is immediately like ah time to shoot my shot and take out the emperor yeah. in front of everyone like, but also bro. like don't you have to have a duel in the in a faraway place? Like you can't just take the crown and scepter. I yeah, it's. I think he just wanted a, a woman emperor out of the way, is my guess. Because yeah. he was the one that was complaining or last time about how Senere couldn't open a gate because she's a woman. Yeah, and he, was... he thinks he's he thinks he's uh, untouchable, even though he broke. He is yeah. supposed to challenge the emperor in the arena. But he he broke the rules there. But he says to to Corn Miller Grease, "Is like, oh, what she's gonna do? She she can't attack a noble." And Corn Miller Grease is like, "This isn't gonna work out for you. <laughs> you dumb bitch." 
Also, I'm sure it's one of those situations where she can't attack him directly. I'm sure there are emperors yeah. who have had assassins before. Because I was yeah. going to say, like, that that just makes me think, like, why wouldn't, like, what would keep the noble houses from just, like, walking up to the emperor and being, like, stab every time they don't like one? Right. right. And then just but, yeah. immediately, like, cordoning off the the battle royale and just making sure that the mm-hmm. weakest puppets go in. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a lot of people that didn't like Sandus. Because he was a commoner. Right, yeah. yeah. Little did they know. Then we get the great betrayal in chapter 61. Oh. And it's brutal. Yeah. It's really bad. Actually, and I have, I have one question before we get to it. What? What the fuck happened to Thurbishar? Oh. He just, he just like keels over. I think like, Ralaphar does that. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because I was just like, what? Because I thought Cone whacked him on the head too. But oh, no. I don't think so. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was I was pretty sure it was Relosvar. And Cone's okay. a jerk for denying us like the fine like the the cuz it's like it's so like written like a movie scene where Kieran yes. is slowly walking down the stairs with the sword out and he's like mm-hmm. you're not out getting out of here alive Relosvar and Relosvar <laughs> is like you think I haven't fought people with a thane wheel before and then boom right into the back of the head. Yeah, which is not unlike book one, too, where, like, we were gearing up to have this big, like, gadrith Sandus wizard fight. Mm-hmm. And then immediately, like, Gadrith took one to the chest, dies, and took Sandus's body. So she 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 likes a fake out, yeah. Jen Lyons. She likes a betrayal. Right. Yeah. Jen Lyons, also secretly Sulis. Stay tuned. <laughs> I, just, I just don't. Cone's logic does not hold up for me. It's like, not great. He's like, oh, but you're the only one with a plan. Here's here's some moments where Relisvar didn't know it all. He didn't know that Kieran was going to get Erthanriel. He didn't know about... He had like a lack of knowledge about Jorti's gender, and that plays into the Devoran prophecies, where Janelle is not actually gendered as a woman. She's gendered as a man. Mm-hmm. And... And, um... He didn't know about um, the Stone of Shackles getting shattered and all the slate. There's just like a bunch of things that, to me, um, there are gaps in Relosfar's knowledge that I would not, for someone that kills so many people, I would not um, put my faith in him as much as Cone does. But also, like, he's been... he's He, like... Janelle said, "Has I think I've said this before, but he's also been groomed to yeah. this yeah. kind of situation. Totally. Yeah. 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 I think we, we talked last time, like he basically has like Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Like he's, he's kept alone. He doesn't see Janelle when they're it for the last few years in your, he pretty much only sees like Thurvishar or Relosvar and Relosvar is nice to him, gives him a cornerstone, gives him his favorite foods. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a thing about the Vane in the next book that from what uh Relisvar talks about his of his plan in this is another mm-hmm. gap in his knowledge that he does not realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a big one, but Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't like Cone's choice obviously. Mm-hmm. It was super hard to read even the second time. It's like, yeah. no. Yeah. But um 
I mean, it's great story wise. It's yeah, it is. dramatic. It is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think I was saying this earlier, but like, full credit to Jen Lyons for getting me twice on my right. on having my heart wrenched. I knew it was coming, and I was still <laughs> upset. <laughs> yeah. Same. But yeah, I mean, I, just, I also yeah, like that. There's like so much emotion when he's just like. Nobody else has a plan. You have a plan. Like mm-hmm. he's like yeah. desperate. But yeah. Yeah. And to to his maybe not to his credit, but like I see where he's going with it. Like everyone else has been reacting. Right. Mm-hmm. Except Janelle, but he doesn't really know what Janelle's plan is. Yeah. So he doesn't know that there are a bunch of people who are in the city, like trying to grab the Duke, trying to protect the people, trying to like accomplish all Janelle's mm-hmm. like secondary and tertiary goals. He just knows that like Okay, Janelle made the best of a bad situation in your. So, also, I can see him not wanting to watch some dude he just met with a sword kill the guy who kind of was his teacher for like Yeah, like, yeah. He, he has really no idea who Karen is. Yeah. That's true. Like they, yeah, they met he, three when days he ago. When he sees him, he probably sees Darzen. Oh. Yeah, that's a really good point. I will say Relisvar's plan is pretty clever because I I never picked up on it that oh god no from like the end of the first book and the beginning of this book you know Janelle and Kieran talk about there being hell marches going on but by waking up uh Valkaroth but not actually freeing him that it basically solves that problem by scaring all the demons yeah. away and I never realized that before I'm like oh now the hell marches even though the the, the geishas are gone that solves that problem. Yeah. And I was like, oh man. <laughs> yeah. Was, I, and I kind of, yeah, I didn't, that didn't clue in for me until this read either. And like the idea that like going forward, we don't have to worry about hell marches as much because yeah, the demons are scared. And like the idea that like, so you have this, this, that you, you have like words. You have this greater problem, which is this hole in the universe. Right. And the demons are a part of that. So, yeah, you wake up Volkaroth, who is bad. But the idea of what the demons are doing in this universe hole is worse. So it's sort of like, like I don't know, freeing like a rabid dog to go fight a rabid raccoon. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the- and it's it's just very... Very much part and parcel of everything that we've seen in this book so far. It's just at a bigger scale. It's just kind of like, here we have the him sacrificing entire towns, thousands upon thousands of human beings who are alive and would prefer not to be eaten by a dragon just to accomplish his ends. And now he's like going to free this ultimate evil just so he can make sure it goes fights. Like, there's a lot of collateral damage coming, so. Oh, yeah. And then that that reveal that the reason why uh he f- like froze all those uh people was bit like basically taking uh food away from mm-hmm. demons mm-hmm. yeah and like i think um like using them as bait so like they would the demons would gather in the afterlife and then they'd be in a place where Thane's forces could go kill them all mm-hmm. and take them off the board. Yeah, I mean it it's a very callous way of finding a solution. Yeah. But yeah, um, it, yeah, it's exactly in line with what we've seen of them so far. Yeah. And like 
Like, you know that, like, Rello's far absolutely knows that people who are killed in the afterlife don't get reborn, but he never told Senere that. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he always tells people exactly enough and never... Yeah. Yeah. Including Cone. Like, I... I think we've talked before about how Relisfar doesn't actually lie that much overtly, mm-hmm. but he will leave things out and he will obscure the truth. So in the scene where it seems like he's being kind of frank with Cone, I was just like, in my brain, I'm like, yeah, okay, but what is he not saying? Like, he, you know, he's getting what he wants right now. He gets his, his disciple back. But like, what is he not saying? Yeah. Oh, and he drops a line about God Kings that uh, mm-hmm. I did not pick up on. Um, he says that, like, the eight immortals use the god kings uh, to get rid of demons, but then once they had no use, they killed all the god kings. And then he says, all the god kings that didn't give up their fiefdoms. So yeah. he's uh, acknowledging that there are god kings and queens out there still yeah. alive. Which yeah. I, like- I did not know. Well, like, so we don't exactly know what happened with Sulis and Cherthog, right? Like, we we know, okay, so we know that, like, Cherthog gauged Sulis and then told her to hide him. Yeah. But we don't exactly know, like, how they came to be property of the Dukes of Yore. So that could have been part of that, maybe? What happened to Cherthog? I don't know. Like, Sulis probably stashed him somewhere. So he's the polar bear cub, and I wonder if it's something. Did he die? We might have. So we might have to cut this. Killed him. I just realized once she was ungaged, she probably just killed him. Oh, you mean like just now? Yeah. Yeah, like so she probably couldn't kill him before because she was gaged. Yeah. Yeah, but now that she was ungaged, she probably just killed him. Maybe took his tenure. Maybe. Yeah. I don't. I think they. I think that there's a line about him somewhere. We figured out in the next yeah. book i thought yeah, you meant maybe. what how did she make him a polar bear mm. but i was gonna oh, say probably, no, no. probably the same way that valathea happened yeah which might have been cool but anyway so um, then uh janelle puts her you know her political plan into action in mm-hmm. the next chapter where um it turns out you know she there's a moment where she goes to Cord's temple and realizes like all her people are still alive. Some of them are banged up or injured, but they mostly got out uh, safely. And then there's you know this confrontation with uh, the Markreve, uh Aerith. I forget his last name, uh, Malkosian. And it turns out that Ninevis, uh, because the city was being attacked she was able to use a portal to go to the Mark Reeves place and steal all his like debt notices, mm. uh, especially the ones that uh, deal with Janelle's debt. And they, she basically uh, makes her play to put Ninevis as the new uh, Duke of Jorat. Originally, it sounds like it was going to be Janelle, but it, it real, Janelle realized yeah. she has like a bigger yeah. you know, plot to deal with. So it's Ninevis now as the new duke. It's rad. 
And I love it. I love the idea, like, I'm adopting her. Turns out, I can. Yeah. <laughs> turns and, out you can adopt someone older and, than you. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that she turns an enemy into an ally. She doesn't just, like, outright mm-hmm. exile him or kill him or send him mm-hmm. to execution. Yeah. She's like, well, you are you know Jorah better than most people, uh, but I'm just going to manipulate you to, you know, help my cause mm-hmm. and make Jorah at a better place. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And yeah, again, it shows how smart Janelle is. But also, I will say, like, in the sense that everyone eventually has to acknowledge that they're a hypocrite, like, in order to move forward and try to improve themselves, like, everyone had to acknowledge that Core is terrible, but they all benefit in some way. But here, Janelle is doing the same thing that the Empire is doing by putting a foreigner on the throne. Now, no one knows that she's a foreigner. Yeah. Uh, but Janelle knows. And it's the same way that they put, like, a partially Joratee's man on the Yoran throne and married him to a, to a non-Yoran woman. Like, it's all very, like, uncomfortable oh, yeah. about who, who gets power. And, like, it's that, you know, it's just a... It's not a bad choice, but it is one of those things where it's like, listen, sometimes you, you have to be the person who's bad. Just don't be as bad as well as far. Yeah. yeah. And, and the I do think... You go. The Janelle that we met in the beginning when she was hunting down thieves with Cone and Dorna would have never done this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think like, yeah, exactly that. And I think, you know, what Janelle has learned about Jorat and its culture over the last few years and the flaws in that culture, I think she understands that having somebody who's not straight Jorates is a good fit because that person isn't going to immediately fall into those same traps that mm-hmm. some that herself had like she has found that she did um Nineveh like has always been very like critical of Jorates culture in a very positive way like she calls shit out mm-hmm. when it needs to be called out and so I think she also s- sees it like that's the kind of person that makes a good ruler yeah yeah and I think that having outsiders Janelle kind of represents this sort of, like, positive multiculturalism where she's like, listen, we need people who aren't, who can stand outside the system and tell us maybe gently and but critically what's, what we need, as opposed to Rollo's Bar, who just kind of slams everything into his one single plan. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it doesn't matter what they are. Um, and he doesn't take criticism. Like, Senorei has never, ever corrected him or challenged him whereas like kieran and janelle jesus everyone makes fun of them all the time <laughs> yeah and there's a there's a line when when uh kieran cone and thervishar are bonding uh cone asks thervishar uh so relisvar said that uh, he could never make a move on gadrith because gadrith mm. had something that was precious to him and they're trying to figure it out and they think it's uh you know, they think it might be his cornerstone, mm-hmm. but, you know, we learn later that it is, in fact, not. Yes. Yeah. I wonder, like, I guess it doesn't, I wonder if Senorei ever asked the name of all things where Relisvar's cornerstone is. I don't know. Oh, and, and that's what, and what made me think of that is Senorei has a note that says, I'm curious about this too, but I know better than to ask. Yeah, so... I do want to mention on the cornerstone note that it is very clever to have the cornerstone and the Volkaroth 
crystal protection yeah. thingy in the same yeah. place. And it's also like so permit me this like digression for a second. When I was a youngster, um <laughs> I was obsessed with rocks. Like I love mm-hmm. gemstone mm-hmm. stuff for same. like a solid year. Yeah. Hematite, for anyone who doesn't know, is shiny rock it's like it looks silvery like metal um it's not but it's a rock it's a stone but it um, it kind of looks like a sword so that was a nice it's also slightly metallic or um i had a magnetic (laughs) yes my fellow nerds there's a nun the venn diagram of book nerds and rock collection nerds is like a circle (laughs) yeah and now like we have a pool in our backyard and there's like uh like a rock ring around the pool and i'm pretty sure Ooh. like mo- some most of my rock collections and nice there somewhere. no nice. well i can't re- i can't remember i didn't i eventually didn't want r- oh, like rocks okay. around the ha- yeah, yeah. inside the house anymore <laughs> <laughs> the last time we were moving someone picked up a box and harry and so they were like what the hell is in this and i was like rocks <laughs> and harry lost it it's like <laughs> I was like, look, it wasn't books. <laughs> the other heavy thing. <laughs> I think book nerds are all just opposed to moving in general. That might might be it. Okay, all the heavy things. <laughs> At this point in the book, who do you think is smarter, Kieran or Janelle? Janelle. Janelle. <laughs> I thought so, but I wasn't sure. Janelle just has more experience being like strategic and like she's been more educated as well than Kieran. Like Kieran it it Kieran has the street smarts, right? And Janelle has oh, yeah. some of that too. But Kieran is like, you know, quick witted, uh sneaky, like uh yeah, streetwise kind of smart. Whereas Janelle is like raised to be a leader and mm-hmm. uh a delegator. I think Kieran has more empathy. Yes. And that Kieran can read mm-hmm. body language better because mm-hmm. he'll pick up on things yeah. like the the stuff about Thurbishar and Senere and about yeah. Father Zajera and Relisvar that uh, maybe mm-hmm. um, like like sort of like he'll pick up on when someone's well he I was gonna say when someone's trying to trick him but then you know no. this happens yeah and then I would say go ahead uh, I would say Tarath is the intelligence Janelle is the Maybe the wisdom and Kieran's the charisma. It doesn't really break down like that, but yeah, <laughs> Kieran's Kieran's more the charisma, wisdom type of yeah. stuff, and Janelle's more the the int. I was sad at the end, like towards the end, sixty like sixty three, when Kieran and Janelle reunite and they're kissing, and then boom, mm. here oh comes God. the third wheel to race. <laughs> and and Tyenso the is there too, and she's just like she knows about Tereth and Kieran, and I think she even says she's like, "Yeah, we can save your flirting catch up for later." <laughs> oh man, that scene is pain. Oh what? And uh, oh God, does he say something like, "Oh, you do move fast, don't you?" Woof. Oops. Oops. Yeah, it's but almost all, like that where like, I don't like Terry. They're yeah, all but I get it. Like he's like, other. I was on an island with you for like three years. You've yeah. been with her for three days. <laughs> yeah, but there's a whole like previous lives and involved. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, I've Therese... only known her for like two days, Terry. <laughs> I think what makes Kieran and Therese different is that 
So Tereth and Janelle were together in their past lives. Mm-hmm. Janelle and Kieran were together in their past lives. But Tereth and Kieran have never been together in That's their past true. lives. Yeah. Yeah. So this is all like new to them. Yeah. I, I was sad it's when Kieran lost Erthaniel. I was like, oh. I know. <laughs> yeah. What is he's like? He's like, I'm glad you're here, Tereth. I lost. Uh, I, I had Erthaniel for three days. <laughs> and I lost it. <laughs> God damn. But I mean, Tarith can't talk because in his past life he also lost it yeah, for that's like true. a thousand that's really years. Oh, that's fun. that is a good. I didn't remember that. <laughs> so he can't. It's the pot in the kettle. Although, like, it's weird. I think it might be a gendered thing. Like once they stop, once they started calling the sword she instead of it. Like it. it not not to say that she is more. Uh, like humanizing, they call it they or he or whatever. But like, once she had opinions and she was yelling about cornerstones, I was like, no, my baby, she yells. I love her. <laughs> She's my friend. <laughs> yelling yeah. friend. Ariel is a really needy bitch. I like that the song <laughs> that the sword uh, sings to him. It's a good touch. Yeah, or that she's, like, muttering. She's like, I don't like this. Well, okay, so when Erthaniel and Cone... Uh, not Erthaniel. When Ralisvar and Cone take Erthaniel, Ralisvar says uh, it's best that he not touch it. Uh, besides turning him back into a dragon, um, I wonder what else would happen if he touched it. I don't know. I think it has like, maybe something to do with his cornerstone and, you know, ceasing his madness. Ooh. That's possible. Good point. Ooh. Yeah. Because doesn't Nathaniel cancel out the powers of the yeah. cornerstone? And yeah. since he's merged with it, if he touched it, he would he become insane again? Maybe, yeah. It depends on how fully you absorb a cornerstone, like if it'll ever come back out. If it's, like, eating food, which just, like, becomes intangibly a part of you, or, like, swallowing a rock. It'd be funny if it was, like, a weak point on a boss in a Zelda game, <laughs> where it's just, like, <laughs> you, you, you cut Relisfire's shirt off, and he just has, like, a big gem right there. Oh, that's where you gotta stab. <laughs> I mean, we've never seen him with the shirt off, so... It's gonna be funny when he's, like, jacked. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, we're gonna we're gonna end up asking Jen Lyons if she's a Relosvar truther. It's like, oh no, she's just like you know. Are you hiding the truth about where the cornerstone is? <laughs> is it his? It's his left nipple. I knew it. Was there a moment in those thousands of years where Relosvar was like doing his planning, where he just decided, "I'm gonna work out for a thousand years. <laughs> I'm gonna start. Be- I'm gonna be a gym rat for a millennium." <laughs> I mean, I mean, presumably his body is like a glamour, right? So he could make it, he can maybe make it look however he wants. Yeah. I think his idea is to like look unassuming, like an unassuming wizard rather than yeah. stand out. Yeah. Father's a Jiro, on the other hand. Mm. Daddy vibes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, that is not how I pictured him. I kind of pictured him as the monk from, um, oh my god, the 
the spirit not spirited away the miyazaki film with ashitaka and the princess mononoke yeah princess mononoke there's the old monk dude who's played by billy bob thornton who is just <laughs> always a creeper and i'm just like yep rilla's far <gasps> that's what we should do one of these what? days we should ideal cast oh god well we all know that vin diesel's thermoshar I disagree, but also I would be hard-pressed to argue if that happened, because I really like Vin Diesel. That's what Jen Lyons wants. Oh, okay, I respect Jen it. Lyons, she got asked if she had any fan castings, and she said the only one is Vin Diesel as Thermoshar. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> but, like... He would be into it, man. He loves yeah, that stuff. But Thermoshar is described as very, like, um, darker-toned skin, yeah. which I don't think Vin Diesel quite so fits. Do you no, know? but Vin Diesel is biracial, so... Oh, that's true. Sorry, what you were going to say? Do you know who I picture uh, Rellos Far? Did you ever see the mo- the Adam Sandler movie, Mr. Deeds? Yeah, do you picture him as the butler? No, the, uh, the, the guy with the beard that smokes a pipe throughout the movie. He's, like, bald. Oh. <laughs> Just put smoking pipe guy, Mr. Oh. Deeds. <laughs> In Google, you'll know what I mean. Oh, man. But, like, in wizard robes? That would be very good. He's probably much older now. Yeah, he, like, I mean, he might be dead. <laughs> well, that's the magic of uh, cinema these days. There you go. We should talk about the, the final moments of the book where... We should. Um, Rallis Farr gives uh, Javon... Ethanriel in order to mm. hunt down Sulis. Yes. So we know that her family is probably alive. Mm-hmm. We know that she doesn't trust Relos Var, but we're also, I at least definitely, even now, read it and I'm like, just because you say you're not going to trust him doesn't mean that you're going to make the right choices about what parts of him to trust. Mm. So, like, you're fucked. Like, don't do it. Yeah, but also she really wants to get her husband and son back. Even yeah. though she recognizes that her husband is probably not going to be sane. Yeah. And then in the afterward, we get, um, we go to the, what is it, the, the Corthane Blight? Yes. Yeah. Uh, where <laughs> Ra- where Valkyra finally uh, opens his eyes. Oh man, it's scary. Like, I got, I get shivers. And again, like, I knew it was coming. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, again with that cinematic sweep of just yeah. kind of like pan in, zoom in, yeah, eyes open, and it describes like all the those lights above. One of them is like mm. blinking out, like a a light bulb dying, mm-hmm. and then it goes completely out. And it describes what Kieran does with Thethanriel, and then the like the eyes slowly open, and it's like, oh god, yeah, shit's bad. Almost none of the books end with anything good happening. <laughs> No, it's true. No, yeah, yeah they really don't. <laughs> like, there's like bittersweet moments. Yeah. Like in the first one, when Karen, you know, kills Gadrith, then he has to leave. And in this one, nobody like died, mm-hmm. and like Janelle got one up to all her political opponents. Yeah. But then, like, worse things happen. Yeah, like, you know, oh, mild political victories in Jorat versus uh, the Avatar who wants to eat the universe waking up. Yeah, seems bad. Yeah, it's not great. 
tomato. But also to rate this back. But he's jealous. I know. And cranky. <laughs> he is cranky. I wonder what oh, he was man. doing. I can't wait for love triangle nonsense next book. <laughs> With Thurvishar just around. Thurvishar just hanging out being like, yeah. this seems exhausting. You are a bunch of teenagers. They no longer are. That's true. interesting. <laughs> They're in their 20s, but still. I mean... Because he's like... He he's is like at least in his thirties, right? Yeah. He is like supposed to be like in regular time in his thirties, but he's aged right. into his forties. Yeah. So he's even more done. And he's already in he's already an introvert as it is. So it's like yeah. he's not ready to put up with their drama. A bunch of like yeah, like if I'm thirty two and if somebody, you know, asked me to put up with three twenty something sexual tension, I would be like, Oh god, do I have to? <laughs> I guess I'll I guess if it saves the world, ugh. Maybe I'll just let Volkaroth take me. Only if I get popcorn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they have popcorn and curse, so it's pretty much terrible all the way down. They have coffee, that's good at least. Yeah, but do they have corn? actually don't know they have cone and coran and the, the empire core yeah if you weren't gonna go there i was so i'm glad you did do they, do they do they call their uh the the military title cornels uh, uh, god damn it <laughs> anyway that's the end of the name of all things. Yeah. Yeah. This is good. I, I enjoyed it much more the second time round. I still think it's my least favorite book, though. Even it, Which is not, like, it's still really good. It's just, like, I like the other ones way better. Yeah, this is, this is like, ranking Harry Potter books. You like all yeah. of them? It's just kind of a preference. I don't like all of them. Really? <laughs> the Harry Potter books. Oh, yeah, okay. That's I love all of these books. <laughs> these are all excellent. It's like, Josh, are we going to be torturing you next time for <laughs> six to 18 weeks? Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to like get into the next book, too. Because the next book is almost a little bit more like traditional epic fantasy. Um, we'll, get, we'll talk more about why yeah. when we actually start it. But... Wait, leave this part in. Uh... Last time we did this, Christina, you had not finished book four. Now that you've That's read true. book four, how would you rank the books in order? Oh. Best to worst. Okay. With the caveat that you obviously like all of them. So I actually having... So I enjoyed... Yes, I enjoyed all of them. I think House of Always is my least favorite. Ooh. Which, yeah, I... It's... It might be a scandalous opinion, and I think, so it's hard for me to separate my nostalgic, like, wonderment mm, at The Ruin okay. of Kings, because I read it and I was not expecting it to be good. Like, okay. I regret that very much, because I started <laughs> it, and then I was like, holy shit, I love it! Um, so, my bad, mea culpa. I mean, you read um, it. I did thing. read it. Yeah. And now I have a podcast about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you read it, the first book, like, uh, like three weeks before I got my hand, like, even heard of it and bought it. And I remember DMing you and be like, oh, this book is great. And you were like, <laughs> I remember being like, I oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know if I liked it at first. And then I ended up really loving it. Yeah. So I think, I think for that reason, it's my favorite. But, like, I think Name of All Things, I understood a lot more of what was going on. Mm. 
Memory of Souls might actually be my favorite, though, because everyone's kind of gelling and everyone's in the same yeah. place, and no one's gauged and being like, I can't tell you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's maybe the most straightforward of the three, or of the four. It's, yeah, it's finally straightforward because you understand what's going on, and it's also, like, finally all the personalities you're used to get yeah. to bounce off of each other. And we get way more Thurvishar, which so has been more. a, a precious resource up until this point. <laughs> I think th- I I have a new ranking. Uh, mine after rereading House of uh, Always. Uh, my new ranking is three, four, two, one. Okay. Where previously yeah. it was four, two, three, one. Okay. And I think stuff. I'm. I think I'm. Three, four, two, one. No, sorry. Three, four, one, two. Okay. Yeah. I think I think the why like four has like some of the like best character moments. Yeah. But it's a lot of bottle episode. Yeah. It it is like an entire book of a bottle episode, basically. Mm. Let's end the episode so Steph doesn't have to cut this out. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Josh, so we are recording this two days after we recorded the previous one, so. Josh, what are you reading? It's the same thing you were reading before. No, it? it's not because. Oh, all right, nice. Uh, last night I saw a tweet from Tor that uh, the sequel to the the unspoken uh, what was the name again? Unspoken name. Yeah, the sequel to the unspoken name, The Thousand Eyes by A.K. Larkoid, comes out this month. So I immediately picked up, you know, our ARC for the Thousand Eyes and I'm like pretty uh, I'm like 20% in already. Oh, dang. Yeah, I gotta start that. It's good. Nice. I mean, not that I had any doubt. But... Christina, what are you reading? Same thing I'm reading every week, Pinky. Um, <laughs> no, I... What am I reading? I'm going through books on my desk. Okay, so I'm reading a comic book series too um, that's called Kill Six Billion Demons. Which, yes, I picked it up for the name. I also want to kill six billion demons. It sounds hilarious. Uh, and it is funny. It's about a sorority girl who becomes, like, the chosen one of a multiverse. Um, and uh, she's also, like, really into Sailor Moon. So it's literally all the things that I like. Hmm. Steph, what are you reading? Uh, yeah, pretty much the same as two days ago. I have picked up an arc for... Uh, Siren Queen by, is it pronounced Ingivo? I don't know. I'm gonna say Ingivo. Uh, somebody correct me on that if I'm wrong. Yes, we welcome corrections. Yes. Um, but I haven't started it yet, but it looks interesting. It's like 1920s, kind of like Hollywood, um, and it's this like queer Vietnamese woman trying to... There's some... Dark, dark things going on. It, it looks like it's like a, a nice break from what I was reading before. So I'm going to give that a try. And then I'm almost on Paladin Strength. Nice. Are they smooching yet? Oh, yeah. They're, they're fucking. Yeah, it's great. I, Spoilers. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a spoiler. <laughs> fucking Tiffany Kingfisher. She will make you like you go into these books knowing that these people are going to fall in love and be together. And yet she still makes you like root for it and like gasp with delight when it happens. <laughs> it's good. It's like charmingly 
I'm still like reading the first book, and there's definitely like yeah. those uh, meet cute inner monologues where they're yes. like, they're like, oh, will they really like me? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that. It's <laughs> but it's done in such a way that it's like, well, I don't like that this is being belabored, but at the same mm. time, I hear myself saying it, so I can't be too upset because this is literally how I am. And there's like enough compelling stuff going on outside of that that like I keep reading. Yeah. And if you want to read reviews for these books we mm. just talked about, go to geeklyinkcom slash reading to check out our reviews. Hell yeah. And more excellent segues from Josh. Yes. <laughs> Uh, if you also want to check out Josh, Josh, where should they go? You can follow me on Twitter at 405wits and on Twitch in the same place. Uh, Steph. My no. dog just burped into the mic. <laughs> where can people find Finn? <laughs> you can find Finn nowhere because he refuses to let me take his picture. Uh, <laughs> but if you want to see my blurry attempts, you can find me at Steph O. Kingston. And you can find me on Twitter at OladdyGirl. Um, but thank you for listening to our second season. I guess we're calling these seasons sure. second book. Yeah. And uh, look forward to some tidbits, booklings, <laughs> and maybe some interviews with Jen Lyons. Mm. And also pictures of Finn, the dog who just stopped licking Steph's <laughs> entire face. Who is the fourth <laughs> co-host of this podcast? Because he's always here. Does he know that you're almost done? Is that why he did that? Yeah, yeah. He can tell when I'm wrapping up. Yeah, And it's 3.30 here, which is his afternoon walk time. So he's like, Mom, come on. Let's go. All right. Uh, Read books. Read Read books. books. (laughs) Wow. Okay, that worked well. Thank you for listening to No Page Unturned, part of the Geekly Inc. podcast family. If you like the show, please show us some love with a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NoPagePodcast. The show is edited by me, Steph Kingston. Our amazing theme music is by Bad Sparrow, and you can check them out at Bad Sparrow Music. And our cover art is by Chango Chimango, who you can check out on Instagram and Twitter at Chango Chimango.